My God, did that smell good. Detective, there's no going, and you tell me do things. I done running. G.I. Joe. This is typically where Mike says something. <laughs> this is typically where Mike is not muted. <laughs> Hello, this is Mike. Before we going on 14. I know Joel's usually the one that's muted, uh, but we figured we'd give him a break. Wow. <laughs> I'm Patrick. <laughs> and I'm Joel. And I'm Josh. And you know what? I know that knowing is half the battle, but did you know that the other half is acceptable civilian casualties? Let's have a moment of silence, please, for those who died teaching me to eat my vegetables. <laughs> you started a giggle loop. <laughs> I, I, I actually watched... Watched? What? I actually, yeah, what? when I was watching G.I. Joe earlier, I, at one point I did wonder what the other half of the battle was. So I'm glad Yeah, you know. that's what it is. Well, if you guys have not figured it out yet, uh, the show this week is G.I. Joe. Yo, Joe. G.I. Joe. Opening song, Mike. You like that? <laughs> it teaches you not to make pork chop sandwiches <laughs> next to oil-soaked rags <laughs> yeah. that you're apparently using for curtains. Appar- yeah, apparently stop dipping your curtains in gasoline. <laughs> and it asks the question, who wants a body massage? <laughs> All right, well, this week, G.I. Joe is it? Wait, do I have to do it in the voice? Yeah, I want a pork chop sandwich. And Porky Pig, apparently, too. Uh, Yeah, G.I. Joe is the code name for America's daring, highly trained special mission force. Its purpose? To defend human freedom against Cobra, a ruthless terrorist organization determined to rule the world. So, that's what we're doing this week. That sounds vaguely familiar. Sounds like the A-Team intro. No, 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 that was the other G.I. Joe cartoon. Oh. We'll get to that later. Yeah, it did feel a little A-Team-y. But anyway, A-team hey Josh, do we, as, as far as you know. Indians fight cobras, they put them in baskets and then do little shows with them. And we're little... fighting. No, more like charming. No, that's the A-Team. Alright. Hey, Josh, do we have any voicemails? We have no voicemails this week. We have a couple of random comments on Facebook, uh, but it looks like most of them are direct responses to conversations that we've got going on the Facebook page. So join us there by searching for 40 going on 14. Yes, and you can also uh, find us on Twitter on at 40go14. You can also give us a call at 708-669-9727. 708, now wrap it. Wrap like a present. If you'd like to... Oh, it. (laughs) Yeah, don't wrap Wrap. it. Maybe wrap it. Don't wrap it. Uh, Also, if you'd like to send us an email, you can email us at 40go14 at gmail.com. This week in... Music. Movies. And TV. All right, so 1985 is a G.I. Joe premiere, and Patrick has put us together some more uh, different events going on in music. Crazy for You is in its one-week run at number one in the charts. I love that song. I don't know this song. Yeah, you do my Madonna. Madonna? Yes. Seriously? Yeah, you don't the Madonna, know Madonna Crazy for You song, yes. I'm crazy for you. Ha, 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 ha. Where's the 
<laughs> and only did one week. Yep. That's and a then it was knocked, knocked off by um uh Don't Forget About Me, My Simple Minds. Oh, that's a great song too though. Yes. I'm not remembering the song at all. What's Crazy one? for you, really? Yeah. It's a slow song. I would sing it for you, but this is getting recorded, so I'm not going to do that. Okay. I, I just jumped over to uh, YouTube and saw, yeah, mostly nude man jump roping. Right. That's the, that's the video. Okay. And I right. kind of remember. Oh, so that's song. Madonna. <laughs> now. All right. Yeah. She's very vain. I'm on this crux right now about whether or not I want to go to YouTube and look that up. No. <laughs> yes, just just yeah. do a search for mostly nude man jump roping. You will f- movies. Wait. Yes, movies. Code of style. Uh, here is the acronym for the week. <laughs> starring Cartoon Network. <laughs> Yay! Code of Silence. Number one. Yes, starring Cartoon Network. I remember this. It's <laughs> number one movie it's for so three weeks. Started starring <laughs> I can't believe that Chuck Norris had a movie that was that. I mean, that I guess yeah. shows his staying power back then. Yeah. Is that what that is? Yep, Chuck Norris. He uh, he was like the he's like the Viagra of the theater back then. Yeah. I mean, everybody was into the whole, you know, American soldier getting revenge and blah, blah, blah back then. And Uzis. Lots of Uzis. (laughs) Lots of Uzis. That was the gun of choice back then. He liked to strap one on each shoulder. Yeah, that was the 80s. That was the 80s auto, uh, automatic rifle of choice. Exactly. Like 45s were of the 90s. Uh, Uzis were the thing of the 80s. I mean, yeah. And now it's it's AR-15s. Yeah. There's guns for different decades. Absolutely. Anyway, you were saying, Mike. I was trying to figure out what this week's, or this, uh. Who's Margaret Hamilton? The, the gun of now would be. Oh. Pat just said, I thought. Yeah, AR-15s are real popular right now. Hmm. Oh. Well, anyway, so Margaret Hamilton dies on May 16th, 1985. Aww. Aww. You guys know who that is, right? I have no, no idea. No clue. The Wicked Witch. Oh. Oh. That uh, explains the quote. Yes, oh, her beautiful wickedness. Oh. Ah. Well, how old was she? Well, 41, she was, uh, she had to be in her 80s because she was in her 40s when that was filmed, and that was filmed in 41, so. Uh, wow. That ain't too bad. Alright, so TV, the season finale of Dynasty sees the entire wedding party of Amanda Carrington and Prince Michael of Moldavia shot by revolutionaries in what is known as the Moldavian Massacre. While the season finale of Dallas finds character Bobby Ewing on his deathbed after his Bobby crazy who? ex- Ewing? Ewing. <laughs> Ewing. Ewing. You know, Bob, you know Bobby Ewing, Ewing, the guy who's always going, ooh, Bobby Ewing. Oh, he, he's like a little sheep. <laughs> well, that's, that's Bobby Ewing. Oh, okay. <laughs> then it would be pronounced correctly. Anyway. I think we're saying the same thing here. Moving Wait. along. <laughs> Why are you saying it like that? <laughs> orange whip, orange whip, orange whip. Three orange whips. Okay, go ahead, Mike, say. I don't know what P- to say. Pick it up at Bobby. At Bobby, on his deathbed after his crazed ex-sister-in-law, Catherine Wentworth, runs him down with her car. How do you like that run on there, Mike? I don't know. You guys interrupted me. Yeah, I know. It, so I, I couldn't finish waiting, it. I was waiting for it to be out of breath, but we interrupted it. So we, we, kind of it. we put the period on the sentence. Here, let's read it again. The season finale of Dynasty sees the entire wedding party of Amanda Carrington and Prince Michael of Moldovia shot by revolutionaries in what's known as the Moldovia Massacre. While the season finale of Dallas finds character Bobby Ewing on his deathbed after his crazy sister-in-law, ex-sister-in-law, Catherine Wentworth, runs him down in her car. <laughs> now I got to sing it. <laughs> yes, you have to sing it like Michael McDonald. No, don't do that. <laughs> the season finale of Dynasty Series, the entire wedding party of Amanda Carrington. <laughs> Will you stop the music? I don't, don't stop now. Don't We're not going to let him do the whole damn thing, because that'll be the third time yeah, that paragraph is It's Michael Love Did any of you... <laughs> 
the hell is wrong with you people? I don't oh, know. man. I'm in oh. right if I had a nickel for every time Josh has asked, what's wrong with you people? <laughs> I'd have three nickels. voice of reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, who should be? Well, Captain yeah. Wentworth Road. <laughs> I think Joel's volunteering. I am. Sorry. Did any of you watch Dynasty or Dallas? No. I, I, I told you not to landing, bitches. Oh, I didn't watch any of it. Yeah. I've never been a soap opera. No, I, I didn't actually watch any of it. Falcon's Crest? No. Falcon's Crest yeah. or Falcon Crest? Was that was the sequel. I've seen the Maltese Falcon. Does that count? Oh. The Maltese Falcon's Crest? That's a good movie. <laughs> I'd watch that. Falcon's <laughs> Crest. It's about a beauty shop for birds. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd watch that. Oh, man. Bobby Huey. <laughs> <laughs> if it was run by Simon Pegg. <laughs> All right. So, sport. Oh, here we go. Yeah, strap in, guys. The 1985 Delaware 500 at the track dubbed the Monster Mile was won by Harry Gant at the ripe age of 45, only three years after he began the sport. Gant is currently the oldest driver to win a Winston Cup race. He was 52 years and 219 days old when he won at Michigan in 1992, his final win before retiring in 1993. Why do we know how many days old he was? It matters for keeping. Yeah. Sure. There could have been someone who was like 52 years old and like... 200 220 days. days. That would any other number that falls on either side of 219. Yes. That's really lame. I, mean, I couldn't find anything good at all for the whole sports thing. I had to scrape to find that. So. You should start. Yeah, the Delaware 500, man. I, mean, I, mean, I never thought we'd be talking about Harry Gant. You know, <laughs> I dated a girl with a Harry Gant once. <laughs> that definitely sounds like some kind of sex move. So then I took her home. And I did the Harry Gant on her. She didn't talk to me for a week. <laughs> That's okay, because she couldn't speak for three weeks. <laughs> she didn't talk to anybody. Oh, this just got creepy. <laughs> so, there you go. That's this weekend, 1985. All the things you didn't know you needed to know. About Harry Gant. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. Yeah, G.I. Joe. Uh, long, long in... G.I. Joe is all we're talking about. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> so, G.I. Joe. Has been a toy since 1964. Yeah, back then when it was still it's like a doll. Tw- it was like 12 yeah, inches 12 tall. Inch, yeah, old 12 inch ones. Um, my dad has a Footlocker from when he was a kid, like a wooden Footlocker with the straps on it and all that. That still has all his old GI Joe stuff in it. Does he still wow. have the striped shirt too? What? I <coughs> I got nothing, man. I don't know where you're going. I didn't with get this. that one. I'm sorry. You, you said he had an old Footlocker. Oh, God. G.I. Joe is all we're talking about. See, that's not going to work for him now, because he's going to start singing every time we start playing the music. Yeah, buddy. (laughs) So, G.I. Joe, but we're going to fast forward to the 80s, because we weren't alive in 1964. Pat was. Pat's been 40 for his entire life. (laughs) Exactly. He came out and they're like, is that progeria? No, he's just old. (laughs) (laughs) Womp womp. All right, so G.I. Joe the Toys. I assume we all had them. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Still do. Yes. Oh, I I do, too. I still have all mine. And sent off for some of the special ones. Like William I, the Refrigerator Perry? No, I didn't. I never got him because I, I was never a big Bears fan because I was down here. So I didn't care about that. I, I, I remember I sent, off, I sent off for, like, some kind of special. Um, It was a, <clears throat> a combination... Windsurf uh, glide oh. thing you could put on their back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. had the had the machine gun on the pontoon off the uh, windsurfer. Yeah, 
I sent, yeah, I sent off for that one, and I sent off for uh, Zartan. Yep, I had Zartan. I still have Zartan, actually. They also had the yeah. special Cobra Commander with the hood, and then mm-hmm. uh, Sergeant one. Slaughter and William the Refrigerator Perry. They had a bunch of those mail-away ones that, back then. Yeah. Do they still do stuff like that? I don't think uh, they do. That's a shame, because that was a lot of fun. Collecting little... I mean, because it gave you, a re- gave you a reason to beg for more toys when you went to the store, and you cut out the little points, and... You send him in, and you get a little refrigerator Perry. With his football mace, basically. Yeah. What? It was a stick with a chain on it, and there was a football on the end, and that was his... Yeah, he had an iron football on the end of it. (laughs) That was his thing. He never saw any action, because he was like, Hey, I got my football on a chain. We're like, okay, Fridge, you stand back there. You're going to have to run more than five yards. I'm out. <laughs> and he had a, he had a gap between his teeth and everything. Yeah, uh, yeah, he did. I'm gonna send a picture over to the chat so Pat can see it. But anyway, yeah. go ahead. So, Patrick. Yes. What was your favorite GI Joe uh, toy? Um, that's a good question. Um, well, I, I know what I my favorite one that I wanted and I asked for every Christmas that I never got was the big aircraft carrier that oh, was like six Jesus. feet long. Oh yeah, I never got that, and I think that's why I turned out the way I did because my parents never bought me that. That's not true. I would have been a fine, upstanding citizen if they had that's bought me that. That's not true at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my, my I would have to say my favorite uh my favorite toy was probably um. It would just have to be the two, the combination of uh, Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow as the toys, as, as the, the figures themselves, because I would always just have them bad like each other in all kinds of ways. So I can't wait to talk about when they fought in the movie because I actually like let out a little squee when they were about to fight. <laughs> were uh, a little squee? Were they <laughs> yeah. separately molded figures or were they repaints of one another? I don't. They were I, separate I, yeah, molded. I think they were separate because they they might have just been. Um, Restricted like you know in the opposite pattern because I remember they had belts that went opposite ways so they might have just been the, the exact same mold but reversed. Okay. No, they were they were different because remember Storm Shadow didn't have the goggles and all that he just had the ninja mask and you could see his eyes. Snake Eyes had the full visor over his face. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I would have to actually pull him out and look at him. But yeah, yeah I think you're yeah. Okay. Yeah, so and Snake Eyes, the original one, he came with the uh, he came with a Thunder. the Uzi and his little shoulder bag. <laughs> well, everybody had to come with an Uzi. Well, it was the when Uzi. they came out with the later one with him with the because that was when he just had like the goggles on, wasn't it? And then they did the visor one later, like the Geordie LaForge thing, which had he had a sword and he came with Timber the Wolf. Yeah, and he was cooler. I thought that later version. Well, he was cool to begin with. He was always been. When you think GI Joe, you think Snake Eyes. He's like the baddest of the badasses in GI Joe, except yep. for the first movie that they made. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. So, Josh, what about you, man? Well, the first figure I can remember having was a really early 1980s figure of Flint, but probably my favorite was the Mail Order Zartan. Now, what the- was the difference with the Mail Order Zartan? Remind me. Oh, well, it was the only Zartan I had, but I, it was all, like, color change. When you, like, left it out in the sun, at least when you first got it. I think he turned purple? Yeah, because that was inconspicuous. Right. And he came with a little mask, too. Yeah, a Jesus mask. Yeah. Uh, He's like, I can turn purple or turn into Jesus, and then no one <laughs> will know that I'm a bad guy, because those things blend in. Well, did you guys know that on the old uh, card that they had, the original... A card that was on his thing. It said he was a paranoid schizophrenic, and they had to remove it because people got complained. Yeah, because it, yeah, it said his psychological profile: extreme paranoid schizophrenic. So instead of actually saying he's a paranoid schizophrenic, they just established that he thinks purple Jesus is a good disguise. So it's implied. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 
Wait, are you saying that Purple Jesus is not a good disguise? Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. I'm saying that Purple Jesus sounds like a drink that I need to make. <laughs> Ooh, I would agree with that. In a band. I would totally agree with pur- Purple Jesus. I am going. I have to write that down. Purple Remember Jesus. that because I'm going to make a drink for next okay. week and call it Purple Jesus. What you need is okay. communion wine. I was just about to say you got to get some some like Mad Dog or something. Yeah, some fortified grape wine, right? <laughs> MD twenty right. and uh, some Colt forty five. I don't know. <laughs> Colt forty five and ports. What? Oh. <laughs> when you're done, you're like, Jesus, that's terrible. Perfect Jesus. Uh, there you go. All right. So you had Zartan, Josh. Yeah. Joel, what about you? Well, this is a, this is tough because I made a list of my favorite Joes and my favorite Cobras. Um, and I mean, of course, I think everybody's going to say Snake Eyes, and the later Snake Eyes is more than the original. Um, well, the second version too, I guess, because later on he got a little ridiculous. But um, the other one that I really, really loved, aside from Snake Eyes, which is the obvious one, was Firefly. I was always a Firefly fan. No, I had forgotten that Firefly was a bad guy until I watched the movie. Yeah, I used to have him kind of play both sides of the, you know, like he was a double agent kind of thing, because I thought it was so cool. I'm like, you can't be a bad guy all the time, right? Yeah. And I, uh, I, I just remembered another uh, Cobra that I liked was the uh, the twins. What were their names, Joel? Tom, Tom X, Tom and, X Zaymod. and Zaymod. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they were they, awesome. They came with the repelling wire. At, I was totally G.I. They come out at the same time as, as the Dreadnoughts did. They were part of that wave of Joes. Yeah. Well, Cobras, but well, I have a whole list, so if we ever get to like doing a list later on, I'll go through the whole list, but it's not that long. Don't you go do it now? Yeah, I'll do it right well, now. Don't you, want, don't you want to know what my favorite was? Yeah, I do, we'll, actually. We'll that's why that after. No, I don't want to overrun it. Let's do Mike's. Right, do it, okay. Mike. Do it to it. <clears throat> do it to it. Um, <clears throat> my first favorite was my my parents' Christmas one year got me the uh, F1 fighter. What? Wow. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, and that was my favorite for a long while until the next Christmas. Until your mom they, hung it out in the yard. <laughs> yeah, until she hung it in the tree out back. <laughs> that one that one was my favorite because it had the little lever on the back where you could bring the wings back. And, you know, you could put, pop them out or bring them back. And I remember running around the front yard and flying that around with whatever G.I. Joe that was in there flying it, usually Snake Eyes. My first G.I. Joe that I ever got was actually Short Fuse, the Mortar Soldier. Nice. That's a good one to get first because I had Zap first. Yeah. The original, remember the original, there was only like eight of them. Mm-hmm. There, were, there was a very small pool Duke, of them. Duke, Flint, uh, I should know all these. Snake, there was Bazooka, Duke, Zap. Flint, Snake Eyes, Scarlet, Zap, Bazooka, Short Fuse, Bazooka, then there was Cobra Commander. Clutch. Wasn't Clutch part of the original ones? No, Clutch wasn't one of the original I ones because he came so. with, he came with the, uh, the Jeep. Right. I still think there was an original one. But, the, okay, wait, 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 wait. Let me tell you my, my complete and utter Favorite one had to have been the Christmas that they got me the uh, Wild Bill in the helicopter. That because the helicopter. I'm with you. That, that was just that shit. I'm with. You. Oh man, it was it was a it was a um, a Dragonfly helicopter. Dragonfly? I forget what type of type of helicopter right. it was, but uh, it had a little lever on the side that when you press the lever, it would make the the rotor spin. And you had Wild Bill with the aviator shades and the and the cowboy hat and all that on. That was my favorite. I don't know, but some fucker stole my wild bill, and I was pissed for a long time. Now we, so. now we see the root of your anger. <laughs> yes. This is where it went wrong. Somebody <laughs> stole my wild bill. I would have been a member of society if wild bill <laughs> he would have been, been a cool. member of society. He was a cool figure, for sure. I agree with you on that, because I had that one, too, actually. The tomahawk. Yeah. I thought I think is what it was, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, that was it. Uh, Can I just ask a question about G.I. Joe? No. No. Well, I'm going to anyway. I want to know what the <laughs> hell was up with Gung Ho. Was he on loan from the village people? No. 
He had to have maybe. Been. Who was gung ho? <laughs> the marine man oh, with the, the giant the, marine tattoo on his yeah, chest. Yeah, the sailor. He was, guy yeah, the, yeah, he looked like a leather daddy. <laughs> he did. He's right. He did. He unlocked a lot of feelings in me. <laughs> oh, here's the. Was, he was Cajun. What, what was the name of the guy that had the, the dog? His his, his junkyard. Guy? Yeah. Junk, yeah. I, junkyard I like, mutt. Okay, I've got the original yeah. lineup here. I looked it up. 1982 Series One carded figures. Uh, Breaker, there was two Cobra officers, Flash, Grunt, Rock and Roll, Scarlet, Short Fuse with the Z, Snake Eyes version one, Stalker, Zap, uh, then there was the vehicle driver's clutch, which I was thinking of, Grand Slam, Hawk, Steeler, and then the Cobra Commander with the, uh, metal visor on. That was a mail I away. I completely forgot. I forgot about rock and roll, man. He was my second one. There's a great site here. I'll post it in the chat. And you guys can go through as we're talking. But Please it gives, do, because I'm thinking my first one may not actually have been Flint. It goes every year. It goes year by year. Every figure that was released, including the mail order ones. <laughs> it's a pretty badass little site. So if anybody else wants to check it out, it's uh, www.yojo.com. Just put it on our Facebook page. There you go. Yes, we will do that. <gasps> Oh, my oh, God. Yeah, my f- first figure was actually Grunt. The, I, and speaking of which, Seal was another one. Torpedo, I mean. That was another one. That was a good one later. All these years, I thought it was an early Flint figure, but it was totally Grunt. Look at this. Revelations happening on the show. And Shodukin's in the background. Yeah, I, I forgot. Revelations happening. I'm just imagining like some you know nine-headed beast ripping apart the sky and coming down. I'm like, oh, my... Cthulhu? You had a different kind of revelation than mine, apparently. Right. Grunt and Zap were uh, the only two figures I had from uh, version one here. It's crazy, man. I mean, going through this, you look at them, and it's like, I had this one, I had that one. And I know this isn't good podcasting, but go to the sure. site. You will fall in love with people. <laughs> if you're a fan of G.I. Joe, you're going to stay there all day. And from a yeah. garage sale later, it looks like I got version one of Hawk. I had, like, all the boring ones. Is boring. there really I such love... a thing as a boring G.I. Joe? Nope. No. You pick up the not. three from version one that are basically just clean-shaven dudes. <laughs> the only one from that series that wasn't just like a guy in green uh, clothes that I didn't have would have been for- Short Fuse. All right. Didn't they at some Sorry. point? Didn't they at some point have a guy who was another um, martial arts guy, another Asian character Quick who kick. didn't wear a shirt? Yeah. Quick kick. Yeah. yeah. Quick kick, and the female version Jinx. was Jinx. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who they just brought into the? Well, we'll talk about that later. Because they're like ninjas are awesome. But I, I just I I think the thing that that sold me on the GI Joes over the Star Wars figures was because they were just revolutionary in having the elbow and knee joints, whereas you know the Star Wars figures were just like all stiff jointed. And, you know, their arms just stuck out to the side. Oh, the Kung Fu The grip. range of motion on, on these guys was actually was so much greater until the day that you would just find, accidentally snap that rubber band in the middle and then it would fall apart in your hands. What you can get the replacement rubber band, I was having a conversation with a guy at a garage sale uh, a couple weeks ago, actually, and he's like, yeah, you can get the rubber band replacements and you can fix them. I'm like, dude, because I have all mine and they're, all the rubber bands have, uh, they eventually they get dry rot and they break. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a it's a bummer. But what were you talking about? Oh, the ninjas. We were talking about GI Joe. No, Pat. Before that, <laughs> before I was going to make a point friends about friends versus coupling. No, <laughs> and then we did the fast food show before that <laughs> about GI Joe. You dinks. <laughs> and how they had ninjas everywhere. Yes. And something else after we that. We're quick kick. That? Yeah. And then what? I don't know. Jinx. Buy, like, buy me coke. I don't know. Never mind. We'll get <laughs> to it again. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, some of my other favorite ones, um, Junkyard and Mutt, 
shipwreck. Everybody likes shipwreck. I don't know how how that is because he, I guess because he was such a, a big part of the show. Also but, on loan from the village people. Yeah, yes, tunnel rat, of course. Um, speaking of, now I remember what I was going to say. The cool thing about GI Joes versus um, Star Wars figures is they could like hang off stuff and you could pose them, like we're talking about, because they've got the every part of them pretty much is you could pose, move around, and um, articulate. So you could set them up in cool poses, and they could be you know doing all kinds of crazy stuff that Star Wars figures never could do. So. It was a lot more fun. These stage your giant battle scenes. Um, favorite Cobras, Zartan, Firefly, Serpentor, and Storm Shadow, probably. There you go. I used to, like, actually put all my figures up, like, in different areas of my room, and I, I would, like, build, like, mountains out of the, like, pillows. <laughs> and yes. I would just stand, I would just stand there with the rubber bands and just, like, try to pick them all off. Just ping! <laughs> I used to take, uh, shoeboxes and would build bases. Yep. <laughs> Or I'm out of the shoeboxes. And then you'd get the new G.I. Joe, and the first thing i do, you cut out all the little pictures of the other G.I. Joes and make a comm center. Oh, wow. I never got that creative. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'd cut out, uh, uh, me and my best friend Andy, we would cut out the, uh, what? The pictures. Did Andy have, Andy have Buzz Lightyear and Woody, too, that he brought over? No. Andy did have homemade tortillas, though. <laughs> Why is that I funny? I don't like this Andy guy. <laughs> Why is that hey, funny? Andy Balthazar, man. He sounds like, he sounds like a bad house. egg. Oh, man. His mom made the best food. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you, Andy. Yeah, Andy. Much love. Still friends. Not, so, not your bestie anymore, though. Oh, I'm, I, uh, I haven't seen him in years, but he's a teacher in Chicago right now. You're making me jealous. Uh, Talking about other besties. Other besties. The homemade tortillas that were making you jealous. All right, so now the TV show. Yeah. I Here's the thing. I started watching the show. I'm like, turn to the girls. Hey, G.I. Joe, I used to love this show. I watched it every day after school. It was fantastic. And about 20 minutes into it, the girls did that Stewie thing from Family Guy where they turned the head and looked at me and like, what? <laughs> and I had to admit to Katie that I must have been slightly retarded no. to have enjoyed this no. show. No, 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 don't say that. It is just All right, a, I must such have a been simple slightly... like, kids show. Yeah, yeah, anyway. Okay, so here, let me, let, <sighs> as we're getting into the TV show. <sighs> okay. G.I. Joe, real American hero. Hang on, let's. You going to play the theme song? Yeah. Cobra and Destro fighting to save the day. He never gives up. He's always there, fighting for freedom over land and air. G.I. Joe. What an awful song, dude! That rock. Are you? No, that was awesome. <laughs> I was I was ten years old when that was playing. Right. Now. Oh, I liked it when I was a kid, but like it's just a shit song now. Like, the guy's singing, is it, you never give up, he'll stay till the fight's won. What's that with bad. that? It's bad. You're bad. <laughs> well, it doesn't hold up, but if you've no. got the nostalgia factor there, this show bleeds 1980s. It reminded me a lot of when we did the Transformers show, where I was looking at it, I was like, okay, if I'm looking at it with a critical eye, not with the nostalgia eye, this actually isn't very well written or well animated. True. But I, it just, like, there was so much nostalgia, it just made me smile the whole time I was watching the ridiculous plots that Cobra Commander would get into, and <laughs> yeah, every- to try to, yeah, oh, God. 
everybody's shooting <laughs> red and blue lasers at each other, and every vehicle exploding, and no nobody perishing out of it. Yep. Nobody well, died. That even bothered me when I was a kid. How do you expect to beat them if you could never kill anyone? You anyway, sorry, with the my stick? own little tangent. But you're right. I mean, they, they shot constantly. There were shots in stormtroopers. I mean, they're terrible. Mm-hmm. And as I was watching it, aside from the nostalgia factor, I noticed that <laughs> the lips and voices never seemed to quite match. <laughs> and there and there were times in that first episode where Scarlet looked like she had Down syndrome. <laughs> her eyes were weird. Yeah, and, yeah, her eyes were weird, and it seems sometimes that her head was much too big for her actual face. <laughs> Just someone back me up. I don't want to be the asshole here. <laughs> you're, you're an asshole. Yeah, I don't know that I would have said it quite that way, but she definitely looked <laughs> like something had gone wrong in her family tree. Well, and, like, and, like an extra chromosome or something like that. <laughs> like maybe it didn't fork enough. <laughs> and what the heck? I remember the Baroness being like the thing back then. I mean, like you know, Scarlet was all you know good looking and whatnot, and the figure you know you like to have that figure, but. I always thought Baroness was the one that was the, the best. And then I was watching a cartoon. I'm like, wow, she was really goddamn annoying. Like her <laughs> because her voice and everything. I just wanted to like send Ike Turner over to have a conversation with her. <laughs> <laughs> and she and she winds up. Here's the thing is that she plays the uh, she plays a fat, apparently Jewish woman in the first episode who keeps pulling on her earring, which eventually becomes a targeting thing for the mass device. Right. I I hadn't realized that Scarlet had. I mean, not uh, Scarlet, but um, the Baroness. The Baroness had showed up that early. I thought she came in later. See, I did too. I when I was watching it because I had actually started watching this like six months ago. I went back to kind of revisit it because I saw it was on Netflix, and so I'd already watched like the first three episodes in the Mass Device um, series, and I, I was shocked. I was like, "Holy crap!" There's all these people that were like much later. It seemed like in the run of figures. Mm-hmm. Because the show was just a big, I mean, it's a big commercial to sell toys is all it really was. I love it. I mean, I didn't, but. I didn't expect to have, uh, Blood, what's his name? Uh, Major Blood? Sergeant, Sergeant, yeah, Sergeant Major Blood or whatever. Major Blood. Agent Major yeah, Blood. play on Major Blood. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't expect him to show up until like way later in the series because, you know, his character didn't, his action figure didn't show up till later. Yeah, hey, I'm Major Blood. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like Dr. I came here with a mass device. Like see? Dr. Mindbender. I mean, do you really need a shirtless guy with a cape and control of something? Yeah, we talk about YMCA. There's Dr. Mindbender right there yeah. with a monocle and his uh, over-the-shoulder groin holder. Well, you know, the other thing that I noticed that I never would have thought of as a kid, but I and this, I kept thinking to myself, they must be a freelance military organization based on how they dress, because there's no real dress code. Like, there's no real symmetry to... I mean, Cobra is better... Like, what's the dress code? Dress kind of military-like... <laughs> Yeah, but show off your own personal flair, you know? Yeah, just distress. It's like I'm amazed that they knew who anybody was on the battlefield. Right. That's why they never hit anybody, because they're never sure if they're actually G.I. Joe or not. (laughs) If if, if anybody matches, shoot them. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. because the Cobra Cobra troops, you know, the original ones, I really like their uniforms, but, you know, they're blue and black and they're easy to spot. But then they started doing the same thing, and it it was smart, because, yeah, they're right. They didn't know who the hell to hit. So yeah, there's like, blow yeah. up the vehicles, we can tell those apart. Okay, so let me give you the synopsis real here. G.I. Joe, Real American Hero, it's a half an hour long American animated television series based on the Hasbro and comic book series from Marvel Comics. The cartoon had its beginnings with two five-part miniseries in 83 and 84, and then became a regular series that ran in syndication from 85 to 86. In 1989, Dick Entertainment... <laughs> like D.I.C. 
Deke right. produced a second G.I. Joe series with a five-part miniseries called Operation Dragonfire, which, again, only lasted two seasons. So even back then, we knew this was shit. Well, somebody it, knew it was shit. The Marvel comic was actually quite good, and it didn't have the same complaint we're making now about it not being realistic, because people died all the time. They were KIA in the Marvel comic. I concur. Oh, yeah, the Marvel comic back then was fantastic. I concur with you, 100%. But the TV show, I mean, I started watching it. I I agree with with them. Yes. Yes. The TV show is almost spastic because there's no, I mean, you watch the the pilot and it's like, hey, here we are at G.I. Joe base. Look at our new jets. Oh, my God. Cobra's attacking. Yeah. You could only have like 30 seconds worth of dialogue at most before Cobra's attacking. Oh, no. Yeah. And then and then we're cut to commercial. Come back. And now there's a guy in a hood trying to get into this temple. Destro. I have. Destro has the three rare elements. What? What three rare elements? I like to never tell you what they are. It was Pop Rocks, Blue Kool-Aid. Purple drink. Yeah, purple drink. <laughs> it's, it's, what's a Jesus one? What? Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, what, yeah what was that? Purple Jesus? Purple what's, Jesus. Purple, purple Jesus. Jesus. Well, and the other thing that I noticed uh, was that whoever made the cartoon really didn't know what they were doing, like how the military works, number one, and how the laws of physics work, physics work either, because... <laughs> I w- yeah, I was so many people like jumping off of things and and spinning three times. Well, there was a specific scene in the fourth part of the Mass Device series where they're attacking on the side of a cliff. Cobra's on the side of the cliff and the Joes are attacking. They've got these wall crawler things that are climbing up. They've got like these paint uh paint things, you know how they have the they have a wire on either side and they've got the 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 board in between and they can lower it up and down the side of a building like that and then they had guys with um uh, jetpacks on and they'd fly the jetpacks up and then they'd suddenly stop midair and hang there with the jetpack no controls being used they're using their hands to fire their guns like how are they controlling the jetpack because there's no like controls on it it's just on their back and they could stop in midair and then continue to go up and then stop it's and also move a hover the pack. there you yes. go hover pack yeah my, my first query on the physics of this world was uh when they broke into the military base to show the general that they could actually break into yeah. it Dist- basically committed treason, blew shit up. Blew- I don't know. First off, who stacks barrels of fuel like that anywhere? <laughs> they come in, in the 1980s. Yeah, they blow up all these barrels of fuel. He launches a three, uh, not just a motorcycle, but a motorcycle with a sidecar with a gun on it yeah. into the air and then just steps off of it onto the roof. Yeah, yeah. and he just like magically transcends all the time and space and just ends up on the roof. <laughs> Yeah, and and that was about that point where when the girls looked at me like there was something wrong with you, Dad. Yeah, there really was. If you bought this, it's like if the accountant lady hadn't turned out to be the Baroness, she kind of had a point. Yeah, that was expensive. You you guys just walked in this place and you blew up like sixty gallons of gas. And I like what the I, hell. And I like how you there. And his only response was, "Well, that just proves that the security is just perfect." Right. Oh, what about God. the whole undersea battle? I mean, with the giant worms, the tube worms or whatever. I mean, there was nothing there that made any sense at all. <laughs> was that? I only watched the first two. Was that one of the later ones? I'm trying to figure out yeah. how are the Joes and the Cobras communicating when they're on two totally separate like bands for their underwater because they're underwater and they've got you know comms on and they're under their masks. But all you gotta do is read the newsletter. They're communicating with that. You read the I newsletter. Guess. It tells you what channel to tune into for each battle. I guess so, because because they were talking <laughs> to each Joe, other. Cobra Joe newsletter. 
They're like, Baroness, we're going to have to team up to f- defeat these worms. Ah, oh, okay. You know, it's like, well, how are, how are you communicating? I don't understand. It, and then things like we're on fire underwater. I don't know. It just, but, but at the same time, I, I was loving every single second of it because it just made me think back to, like you said, Mike, being 10 years old, setting up the big dioramas with all the, you know, the blanket forts and the, tr- uh, the zip lines and G.I. Joe stage everywhere. And then I'm going to this huge battle, you know, spending three hours setting it up and 20 minutes destroying it or whatever. And see that that's exactly what you're talking about. It's because when I was watching the show, I kept I scrolled through a whole bunch of the episodes and I'm trying to remember I remember this battle going on. I remember this happening. I remember that happening. And it took me a while going through and reading the synopsis of all the different uh, episodes. But I finally realized that a lot of the a lot of the scenes that I had in my head of what G.I. Joe was back then was actually me transcribing playing with G.I. Joe figures into the cartoon. Oh. <laughs> You're a dork. Does that make no? Does that make I mean? Does that yeah, make sense does. at all? Because I remember you know you would play you know this. They have to escape from this base. You know, so and so, uh, Scarlet has been captured. This has gone on, that sort of thing. And I kind of remembered this whole plot line going on. And watching the shows, I never, you know, couldn't find the plot lines that I was looking for until finally I realized, oh, this is, I'm, I'm cartoonizing what I played with. All the different, different scenarios I made up with the G.I. Joes when I was playing That's with the not even a word. You're animagining them. Cartoon, car- cartoonizing? That's not a word. If you could have regreeing, I can have cartoonizing. <laughs> you know, it's funny. When playing with the G.I. Joes or any of the other toy lines, I never had enough of them to have, like, a team of all the same kind of toys. So, like, on one side, I'd have them in hierarchy by height. I'd have a bunch of little pink muscle guys who <laughs> were subservient to the G.I. Joes, who were subservient to the Transformers. And then there was, like, a 12-inch Mr. T who was like, I am your god. <laughs> <laughs> So size has always ever, mattered to you? Oh, yes. Did any of you have to explain to your parents why you needed another Cobra soldier? No. <laughs> why did you need one? Well, no, because you get one Cobra soldier, and you're like, okay, I got a Cobra soldier. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're never by What's the he going to do? You, Yeah, you need a bunch of They should have sold them by the dozen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> These guys don't show up as in groups of one. That's a, good, that's a good idea, Mike. Where were you back then? Oh, yeah, you were 10. Yeah. I've got Always an idea. Ten you should sell these by 12. You should have sought out the Zoltar machine and, you know, became Tom Hanks. Um, can I just point out, you've got notes here about the episode. Hey, Joel. Yeah. Fuck you. What? I don't want to be Tom Hanks. Why? It's better than Paul Reiser. I like Paul Reiser. There's your problem. play with a building. So, <laughs> exactly. Thank you. You just walk into a meeting and say, bugs. And, and they, the next thing you know, you're having sex with Elizabeth Perkins in your apartment. And it's underage and kinky. So, anyway. Not a bad way um, to end. No. I was watching this bit, or looking at this bit here about the Rise Serpentor or Rise. owner right now. <laughs> and I have to remember, uh, remember, I have to, what the hell? You guys keep interrupting and now I can't get my thought together. <laughs> oh, I. Mindbender, go. Serpentor, which was, I really liked the Serpentor action figure for some reason. I don't remember why, but. Is that the, one that had the, the, the bottom half was a snake? No. Well, his whole outfit, he looked like he had a snake suit on and he had like a cape and he had a little, uh, hover thing that he flew around that looked kind of like a. Uh oh, you're Skyping snake. out. Snake. I'm Skyping Not out. to me. You're Skyping out. Maybe I'm Skyping out, yeah. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. You and your Texas internet. What I forgot until I... gotta go I, borrow a couple of internet from the guy next door. What I forgot about until reading this now is that Serpentor was, and this is just logic on haywire, but that they said they used genetic engineering to take the DNA of the history of some of uh, most ruthless like villains to create the ultimate Cobra leader. 
And how completely implausible is that? Maybe they just didn't understand genetic engineering back there, but it's like, we're going to have this woman have sex with about 50 different smart people, and then she's going to have a smart baby. Yeah, it worked for the movie Twins. Well, case in point. Anyway. I was was going to (laughs) say Twins as well. You beat me to it. Hey. Joel, you had a point? No, I just wanted to say that that was completely illogical, but I still like the character, even though he's listed as one of the worst uh, G.I. Joe figures of all time. Yeah, Serpentor looks so derpy. I used to love Serpentor, and I don't remember why. I, just, I think it was. I think it was the. the I, I really bought into the backstory. I was like, "Yeah, that sounds." Cool. <laughs> yeah, they took like Hitler and Attila the Hun and a snake and Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't take Darth Vader. They took the Emperor, silly. <laughs> and that's not true. George W. Bush. <laughs> he wasn't. A, he wasn't. He wasn't <laughs> shut your hole, Pat. Anyway, and Santa Claus. He's not a bad guy, is he? Uh, he never brought me a fucking battleship from G.I. Joe, so... Blame your parents. Now, that's good parenting right there, Mike. He even got the purple Jesus mask. Yep, exactly. That's good parenting right there. It, what you can't see, people, is that Mike has posted a picture of two kids, uh, modern-day kids, one dressed as Zartan, the other dressed as Serpentor. And they're all of about, awesome. like, six and maybe six Cutest seven. little Serpent- Serpentor you've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> And he was not really a good leader at all. I mean, they, that's what they were after, but he was not a good leader. All right, Pat. In the uh, G.I. Joe movie with Serpentor, who did the voice of Duke? Um, I remember this being a big thing. I Seth Rogen. <laughs> what? Um, Hi, I'm Duke. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not born yet. <laughs> Don Johnson. What? That's funny. Don Johnson. I didn't yeah. know that. Obviously. Wow. John Donson was originally supposed to, but they couldn't get him. So <laughs> That's so stupid. You're Why stupid. Am Why am I laughing at that? Oh, Ross, Petter, oh, time to get <laughs> So anyway, G.I. Joe was fantastic. Even though it's derpy now, it, it looks silly in retrospect. Unless you're looking at the comics, because the original comics were the tits. Well, the figures went the same route. I mean, we haven't touched on the later years of the figures, and really it should be part of the before, because they really ended before 2000. But some of the later figures, I mean, I went back when I was uh, in the college age. and I Oh, wait, wait, wait. What? I take that back. Don Johnson was Falcon. Oh. Oh, Falcon. Nice research. Anyway. Oh, see, if you'd have asked me who was Falcon, I I knew that. Yeah, Pat was smart with that one. He's like, it was Roberto. And I was sitting there thinking, I was like, why did Don Johnson do two voices? Shut up, Pat. You didn't know. <laughs> anyway, if you saw any of the figures from later, some of, they had like a ninja that had, had uh, pastel, like fluorescent clothes. Like, what are they hiding in? Like a gay bar? I mean, I don't understand what was going on. It was the worst camouflage ever. Yeah. Um, they had the there eco whole, warriors. There was a whole series of guys that were basically just dressed in workout clothes. <laughs> I'm just imagining a guy like in a ripped up sweatshirt and a headband. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was a guy. Have you seen it? Headbands and like uh, fluorescent tops. Shut up. Are I am not serious? joking. No, he's not. He's not kidding at all. That's when I was that's like, holy awesome. crap, what happened to my G.I. Joes? No, because that's the point where they said, you know, we really have to start putting together a uh, band, a dress code. Yeah, we have derailed. <laughs> I mean, literally, I'm looking at the G.I. Joes right now from 1994. They've got a guy named Nunchuck who's dressed in basically lavender. I mean, if you're going to have a ninja that goes out to fight for you, nothing like a lavender ninja that says frightening. Uh, You know, he'll hide in any gay bar. 
Well, but they're not looking for the Cobra in the Velvet Spike. They're Maybe if you need one in a Miami club, you know, you'll you'll be able to hide real easy. If you say you're looking for a cobra in the Velvet Spike. Yeah, they got really ridiculous later. And then they had the G.I. Joe Extreme. Yeah, they're all like arrested, like yellow and blue. And what is going on here? In the Star Brigade where there was just random alien guys. What? Yes, that's correct. That's just correct. Yeah, it's much later in the series. Which, We're actually the, getting into two thousand. With the brown and bright yellow pattern on his pants, like looks like it looks like a neon cheetah. That's his name, neon cheetah. <laughs> neon <laughs> cheetah. That's not true, but it should be. I mean, it looks like here. <laughs> I just see Duke like neon cheetah. Cover the point. <laughs> Are we proofreading these code names anymore? <laughs> Is anybody still working here? Like, this is the, 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 mach- the hell is going on? We're letting anybody in. This is not special forces anymore. We never should have fired the quality control guy. These are special ed forces. <laughs> oh, I'm going to that's, hell. That's funny. Anyway, they're still making them, it looks like. I'm just looking right now. They're up to 2013. They still have figures. And they've got apparently Storm Shadow is going to go to a country and western bar uh, in this current one I'm looking at. I'm about to... Uh, send it over because it's just hard to believe. This is the 2013 Storm Shadow. Monstro Viper and... And there you go. Bio Viper. What is going on here? It's in the chat. Yeah, apparently the figures I was thinking of were actually from the late 80s. They were uh, Zartan's brother and sister. Zarana. Zartana. Yeah. Zarana and Xandar. Yeah. Are basically dressed in disco costumes. They they made Street Fighter two GI Joes. Yep, that's cool. I didn't. I'd never seen that before. There it is. Now it's in the right chat. Guile looks like he's wearing a wooden bowl on his head. <laughs> he is wearing a wooden bowl on his head. They can't find him then. Did you see All the right, storm so. shadow that I posted? I see Josh and Mike. Have. Yeah, he looks like a cake. He looks like he's <laughs> going to the country what? and western bar. Yeah, he's going to do the boot scoot and boogie. I don't understand what situation where orange and white with yellow gloves and a black hat would hide you. Halloween. Out of the evil Knievel dimension. <laughs> well, if you look at the other pictures of him all geared up, his, his all his stuff equipment is purple, too. And his, he's got a hood. It's like, really? What? what? <laughs> he can only that? blend on the set of a clockwork orange. Little of the ultraviolet. <laughs> this is getting nowhere. Any more Moving thoughts on, on G.I. Joe, the original series? Because we're going to be coming up on a break here before we get to the modern day stuff, i.e. after 2000, I guess. Yeah, I mean, there's the whole Arashkage ninja clan-like characters. So we're talking, what, Snake Eyes, uh, Storm Shadow, of course, Jinx. Jinx, Dojo, Nunchuck, the various masters. The Hard Master, yeah. Yeah, Hard Master, Soft Master, Iron Master, Blind Master. Masturbator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, fire, later. I think Firefly as well. He was an he was an uh, demolitions expert. He was a ninja. Uh, no, I'm looking here. He actually was in the Arshkage Ninja Clan. Really? Yep. I missed that part. I guess. Uh, I was really high as a Mr. kid. Master. That's not true. He Mr. was Mister. His father was uh, owed a debt by the Koga Ninja Clan. So yeah, he was also he was also one of the ninja. 
So I, I guess he wasn't there's part a, of the Archkage clan, but he was like an enemy to them. There is a lot more backstory to all of this than I realized. Until oh, yeah. Yeah, getting ready for this show, I was like, holy cow, there's a lot of stuff on this. Oh, yeah. Well, it's because they come up with an idea early on, and they can't explain it, so they have to add somebody to the plot line later on just to make sense of everything that's going on. You know, when I found out that Snake Eyes was like a blonde-haired white dude, I actually... At first, I was like, what? And I was like, hey, spoilers. Come on. I didn't know that. What do you mean? That was in the cartoon. It was in the, the comic <laughs> yeah. book. I remember reading it in the comic book first. I'm just messing with oh. Yeah, because eventually I, I thought that that was pretty cool. Yeah. And he wasn't all deformed and stuff like you were expecting either. Right. Which was kind of throw, threw me off because I'm like, oh, he wears a mask. He's like all messed up looking. You're like, Darth Vader. He was just a dude that was really into S&M. It wasn't a leather outfit. Right. Um, if you're going to be like in a mask that long... Well, I think his good. face was messed up, but they were able to repair his face, but not his vocal cords. Something about like a yeah. helicopter explosion? Yeah, he um, a, the engine of a helicopter that he was trying to pull Scarlet into exploded and hit him square in the face. That was apparently... That was with the, uh, the comic. That's badass. Yeah. That's a tough dude if you can live through that. Oh, yeah. The chopper explodes in his face. Yeah. The consequence, he can't talk. <laughs> yeah. I, guarantee, I guarantee you I'm going to come out of that a lot worse than that. You won't be able yeah. to talk either. <laughs> you'll come out worse than the, uh, I, I you'll come out worse than that just with a paper cut, Pat. Yeah, Pat steps out of the helicopter and somehow manages to kill himself. Nothing to do with the helicopter. He just, like, falls. The helicopter wasn't even on. <laughs> right? He's... <laughs> So that's pretty much all I've got. Is I wanted to talk a little bit about the whole ninja side of uh, the G.I. Joe lore. Wasn't there a G.I. Joe ninja force? Sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds like something that came when they started to run out of ideas. That's when they had... No, no, that was, you're right, Mike. That was when they had the um, the fluorescent ones. Yeah, because I, I just looked it up and all the uh, character cards are um, huge and pink. Yeah, it's very, it's very ugly. It's not a good That's thing. Old. Ninja Force, yeah, you're right. Scarlet was a ninja now too. She's got some serious thighs. These things. Oh yeah, yeah. The Ninja Force Scarlet figure is like, yeah, very awkward looking. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to see it, and I can't see it in the the where I'm at. So I'm gonna have to find that. This is great podcasting, people. Yes. Yes. <laughs> look at this picture on the radio. <laughs> we will talk Listen about all the pictures, pictures we're looking at. <laughs> so no, but I mean, I, tune in and listen to us watch or listen to us look at pictures. <laughs> <laughs> That's episode fifty. Come on. That's a special episode. Scarlet looks like <laughs> the fat chick who's sassy. <laughs> I may be fat, but I have attitude. <laughs> she doesn't look no, that you're bad. Just, no, you're just annoying. Go away. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she, it's not good, but wow, I don't like the way they made her face look. She was always I, supposed to be like the cute one. Okay, Scarlet no. or Lady J? Scarlet. Lady well, J. Scarlet, Lady J, and uh, Cover Girl were the Scarlet. three main ones. Why did they have to make them both redheads? Because redheads are hot. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. You tuck in. Let's see. What color was Cover Girl's hair? She was like a blonde. And yeah. uh, Lady J was a brunette. Brunette, yeah. And Scarlet was a redhead. Right. And then Baroness was black, had black hair, so you had yeah. all the bases covered. I thought. Oh Lady wait, J had oh, Lady J had girl. a short haircut. But Cover Girl had sometimes brown hair, sometimes blonde. Depending on who was coloring that day. Yeah. you color now. Okay, brown hair. <laughs> That's not true. I don't know where I'm going with this. God, I'm racist tonight. Cover Girl. 
Uh, I always went with Lady J because she drove the tank with the missile barrage in the back. So you're like a girl with a lot of junk in a trunk? In so many words, yes. <laughs> in exactly, exactly those words. <laughs> yeah, yes. In exactly that many words right there. Yes. I see why Mike is saying red hair, though, because I, I looked up, and in the cartoon, yeah, she had kind of reddish hair versus brown sometimes. So, yeah, he's yeah. on the right track. But I always thought of her as being a blonde for some reason. Everyone could be red-haired, and I, I would be happy. But then I probably wouldn't like it as much. What if I was red-haired? You'd be happy? I wouldn't know. You shave it. I'm not talking about my face or my head. Oh, well, yeah, I'd definitely be happy. Then. Okay. Don't you shave that, too? No. That's a different show. That's not this show. <laughs> we should have discussed that on the fashion show. All right, we need to go for a break or something. <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on. This is gone totally off the rails. <laughs> Actually, I think when we're talking about, like, Lady J, Scarlet, or CoverGirl, I'm going to have to choose Baroness. <laughs> Way to go. she's the dirty girl, the naughty girl. And the glasses, man. The glasses. Yeah, well, that's true. The glasses are pretty... What? No love for Jinx? Come on now. I'm not, not a fan much. of Jinx. No. But that's all right. Uh, I'm going to have to go. I think Lady J was probably my go-to, like, Joe. Either Lady J or Scarlet. I don't think I ever had a cover girl. Scarlet. I like Scarlet. She had a cross. <laughs> she had a crossbow. I don't know, I'm going by all the pictures that I get whenever I look up each and every one of them on uh, YouTube. I, ne- I, on I never had Google a, images. I never had a Lady J figure. I just had Scarlet because she didn't even exist in my eyes. Did they ever like sneak off and do stuff with each other? Yes. Your, your Joes? All the time. They were just very bad. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? That's <laughs> <laughs> got a brothel. He built yeah, a mean, brothel yeah, out the, of pillows. We we used to have like intergalactic orgies, you know, between the Star Wars guys and the Battlestar Galactica guys and the GI Joe guys. No girls, eight. huh? Huh? No girls. <laughs> so I I make, I make guys and you know shut up. Yeah, yeah. Scarlet, okay. go sit on IG eighty eight head. Make all the girls sit in the corner. I just fake you. IG eighty eight. IG eighty eight. I had that one. Yeah. From Star Wars, it was a it yep. was like a cappuccino machine on his head for the movie. Yeah, but, exactly. <laughs> but. <laughs> He had a very phallic-looking body and head. Yeah, IG-88's head actually was the drink dispenser from the cantina scene. <laughs> exactly. But he was also a, uh, uh, what do you call him, for hire mercenary. Yeah. Like Boba Bounty Fett. hunter. Bounty hunter, yes, thank you. Like Boba Fett and Greedo and Bosk and all the other guys. All right, so now we're talking about Star Wars. <laughs> so I think we should take a break. <laughs> yeah, it's about that time. It is time for a break. So let's break. Break. Go, Joe! <laughs> you sound like a little Japanese girl. Go, Joe! <laughs> that is nothing like that. All right, I'm stopping right yeah, here. I don't know what's going on. It hurts. What is with you? Like, usually that's my forte. Uh, <laughs> when you said you didn't like Jinx, I thought you said something else. <laughs> <laughs> G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Five, four, three, two, one. In my butt. <laughs> what the hell, dude? <laughs> what what you did you to... drink on the break, man? Nothing. I am want... punchy. It has nothing to do with drinking anything. <laughs> you know what? You want to give I, us another nothing... countdown? <laughs> I explained it earlier. No, we're we're rolling, man. <laughs> we're going with that. Welcome. Hello, back. we're back. For those of you uh, still we've listening, we've all had drinks. <laughs> Uh, Joel has had a couple whippets, apparently. I had nothing. This is natural. Completely distilled Joel. It tastes like almonds and cheese. <laughs> and copper pennies. Baby Bob says it tastes like copper pennies. So, 2000 G.I. Joe, or past 2000. Okay. We decided that we were going to watch G.I. Joe Renegades, 
or G.I. Joe the A-Team. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Ah, shut your face hole. Hang on. Let me give you a... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the description of the show, according to Wikipedia, and you ding in when you think it sounds like A-Team. G.I. Joe Renegades is an American animated television series based on the G.I. Joe toy franchise. Aired on the Hub Network from November 26, 2010 to 2011, a group of young Joes are forced to become fugitives after a spy mission goes horribly wrong that involves the explosion of Cobra Industries Pharmaceuticals. Now branded as Renegades by the... There you go. (laughs) (laughs) You win! We're not playing that again, are we? Did I miss that? <laughs> the media for crimes they didn't commit, they're forced to fight. Who? It doesn't say, but they're fighting. Well, the, everybody is out to get them, basically. Meanwhile, yeah, the first... Cobra Industries is slowly taking over the government. It's not uh, not unlike the G.I. Joe Retaliation movie that just came out recently, but <clears throat> I'm a big fan of this show. Um, and I have to say that let's please just ignore that G.I. Joe Resolute ever happened because it sucked. Um Anyway, it's it's really well done. Yes, okay, so it's somewhat similar to uh, the A-Team. But you've got Duke, Snake Eyes, Scarlet, Roadblock, Tunnel Rat, and Ripcord. Um, I guess Breaker was in there, too. Um, and they're, yeah, they're basically on the run. They're mercenaries. They're, they're good guys, but they're outside the law. Um, they kind of are mixed somewhere between the original cartoon... The A-Team and the current movies that are out there. Um, Then you have the Cobra guys, which really, what's cool about it is that it shows kind of how it started. Because there isn't an established Joe. They don't have a G.I. Joe organization. There's not an established Cobra at this point. And as it goes along, you see everything get put together. And in the beginning, it's real bare bones, real kind of gritty, kind of mercenary, more realistic, quote unquote. I'd say that lightly. Sure. And as it goes on... Yes, compared to the 80s cartoon, it's certainly more realistic. Yeah, and as it goes on, they start to build on the, the mythology to where by the end of the first season, they have the Hiss Tanks, which are much cooler in the, this cartoon, by the way. Um, and and Cobra is starting to become a presence that people know, but it's not necessarily a bad guy yet. Um, they, they tell you how Zartan came to be. They show you the whole Destro storyline. It's really, really well done. Um, the artwork's nice. The voice acting is really good. I mean, I stumbled across it one night just flipping around the channels, and I got hooked. And I watched the whole season. I, I wish they would keep making it because it's really good. But it looks like it's not coming back. So if you get a chance, check it out. It's on Netflix on demand. So for the dissenting opinion, Pat? No, I actually liked it. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I might actually check out a couple more episodes. I watched the pilot. Uh, the animation was really good, and like he's like Joel said, the the voice acting was really good. And I mean, I, I could I could get behind it. You know, it was not as ridiculous as the original. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch buy a couple it. more. I think. See, I here's with going looking at the the original one versus uh, GI Joe Renegades. It seems like the people that wrote Renegades had a lot more respect for the kids that are going to be watching this than the ones that wrote the one, wrote G.I. Joe when we were children. You could almost imagine, like, the guy back in, you know, whatever, you know, the corporate guy's like, ah, whatever, throw some crap on the screen you know, <laughs> just to get some kids to yeah. buy this stuff, you know? I mean, here in, in they, Renegades, it was actually... $10 to write a script. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. There was a a plot. You actually had a death in the in the pilot episode. I mean, it, it, it really was a deep, better, better cartoon than the original. Well, pro- 
probably no coincidence that it's on the Hub Network, because they have an established history of taking beloved children's properties that were designed to sell toys and turning out good cartoons. I mean, My Little Pony is Hub Network. Well, yep. and here's what my thoughts on it is: they have the characters. You know, you've already got an established toy line. You've got an established timeline. You've got stories that went from comic books to the TV show to you know the other cartoon that was out there. And so there's a lot to pick from. And so they took the best of all those elements and took it to where it was made for the people like us. That you know they don't they're not trying to do it to sell toys. Granted, there were toys that came out later, but it originally was designed to make it, you know, by people I think who love the old show. To actually be a good show. Right, and make it what it could have been. And yet, at the same time, it's still entertaining enough that if kids are watching it, they're going to just dig it for what it is. So, I think I think it's smart. And, I'm again, I'm kind of disappointed that it didn't continue. The, an- the Not the animation, but the art was kind of more angular than, I was, than I'm normally accustomed to. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the animation itself was very angular, which was kind of cool for a style. Well, I mean, it, it's like they changed perspective on normal car- on a normal you know cartoon. They kind of did some strange camera angles, you know, almost. They almost fit, they, well, no. What you're saying was with the, with the uh, camera angles and the different uh, focuses that they had, they almost did it like a movie. Yeah, and they had the hard master, and and they had Jinx actually not being totally terrible. It made more sense yeah. of her character. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they introduced her right away instead of dropping her in later on. Well, that's just it. Like I said, they took all the best elements. Like, you know, they have Tunnel Rat, who's kind of annoying in the show a little bit, but, you know, and Roadblock and, you know, all these characters that kind of span the entire history. And then later on, they started throwing in some of the bigger characters. Like, um, the whole storyline with Flint and Lady J are, like, working against them in the beginning because um, they think that they are bad guys, basically. And it it just creates this kind of interesting back and forth. What I did like about uh, Renegades is that right out at the very beginning, they made Snake Eyes a badass. Do you know what I mean? Uh, in the, after, after the Cobra building exploded in the pilot episode, and everybody piles into the truck and takes off, and Snake Eyes is standing there in the smoke and all <laughs> yeah. the, everything's going, and he just steps backward and disappears. Pulls the and then Cobra shows up. Yeah, he completely disappears. Or when he's fighting, you don't even see him move. He's just here and there and here and there and there because it's almost as if they tapped into how we played Snake Eyes when we were with kids. When we were kids, yeah, not with not with kids. That was creepy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know where to go from now. From there, do you? I, I don't. No, think I'm going to stay quiet for a little bit. I don't think you could really have a GI Joe series and have Snake Eyes not be like an ultimate badass. I don't think anyone would accept it. Right. And every and it's like every series they have to like kind of up the ante and make him even more of a badass and even more of a badass. <laughs> yeah, pretty soon he's just the most terrible ass out there. Aw, well he's he badass. Never mind. Uh, yeah. I will say one thing: if I'm going to criticize it all, it's the early characterization of Scarlet. For someone who is in military intelligence, she seems <clears throat> to be wrong an awful lot. <laughs> That's the point. Well, yeah, because she's in military intelligence. It's an oxymoron. Yeah. As they say. That's not true, but that's what they say. Who's they? You know, the man. Shh. Don't mention they, then they show up. <laughs> it's like Who? she's a spy, and she's like, we need plant killer. Well, pff, where are we going to find that? And they all look at her like she's an idiot. <laughs> On a farm. <laughs> I have to say, I like I like the um, yeah. the bio vipers. Is that what they were called? Yeah. 
Yeah, they were they were a lot cooler than the the ones that we had when we were kids. Just and the Bio Vipers back then looked like some guy in a messed up like scuba suit. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I highly recommend it. If anybody's gonna has been questioning it, just do it. Just watch it. It's good. I think I'm gonna continue on with it as I have time. It's it's in the queue. Yeah, mine is up on the queue also. Mine too in the queue. It's hiding in John Delancey. Wow, dude. Oh, wow. <laughs> At least it wasn't racist. <laughs> what I do like about Renegades is that they make Cobra, this pharmaceutical industry. They make it like this the big, bad corporate, and how they started it out with that commercial. Kind of very shadow run feel with you know the corporate entity being evil. Mm-hmm. And then the A-team takes them on. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a really short A-team theme song. Dun, dun, dun. Sure, that wasn't Star Wars. <laughs> ah, Space Quest. All right, so GI Joe Retaliation. We ready to move on to the movie? Are we going to talk about the Rise of Cobra at all? I know that wasn't on our list to talk about, but I own it. I didn't it see any of it. So uh, I've I have seen it, and it was ridiculous. I hated it. Uh, we should at least just like Garfield. Even if we didn't watch it, we should at least touch on it because it, it there's a kind of a stark contrast between Retaliation and the Rise of Cobra, in my opinion. I would agree with that. Basically, yeah, one had sec- two syllable words. You know, that's a line I, that's a line I use in, in, on a lot of dates. Like, you don't have to watch it, just touch it a little bit. Touch on it. He's talking about dinner at the restaurant, and then he's like, just a tip, baby, just a tip. <laughs> the only reason why G.I. Joe is not my least favorite adaptation of something I loved in my childhood is because the Transformer movies had robots peeing on things. <laughs> and giant testicles. Yeah, that's that's really it. It's my second least favorite. Which speaking speaking of racist things, <laughs> the Transformers. I I love Optimus Prime, but other than that, I could really not give a crap about the Transformers movies. But anyway, GI Joe. That's what we're talking about. Um, I was I was initially excited for the Rise of Cobra when I heard about it. I'm like, cool, they're gonna finally make a GI Joe movie. We're gonna see Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow, and things are gonna be cool. And then I saw Storm Shadow had a, or I'm sorry, Snake Eyes mask had a mouth. Okay, the guy's mute. He doesn't talk. Why does he need a mouth on the mask? <laughs> I, I to the same this reason day, the Batman needs nipples on his on his bat suit. Exactly. I'm still to this day trying to figure out why they gave him a mouth. I mean, Ray Park is a badass, even though he looks like a total dork. He's a badass, and he did the character justice as far as the martial arts are concerned. But they ruined it for me, really. That, that really ruined the almost the entire movie for me, because it's such a beloved character. And I mean, that's not the whole point. I mean, I didn't hate the movie just because of that. So, and is, I, is this what is this what it's like to listen to me nitpick things? And I'm not saying that yeah. I hate it. I'm just saying that um, is it, it was it was fun, I guess, as a popcorn movie and whatever. But it, overall, it was just not really good. Where are you seeing lips? There's a there's a mouth on the Snake Eyes mask from the Rise of Cobra. Don't look at Retaliation. They oh, got rid of yeah, it. the original one. Yeah, yeah. They they got rid of it for the the second one. It's like a molded lips. Yeah, see, I still haven't watched the first one. Well, he still has. Well, okay, that is kind of goofy. Looking. Yeah, it's it, it looks stupid. So my expectations were super low when okay. I got around to Retaliation. <laughs> is I think the takeaway here, which probably worked in its favor. Well, if you're if the bar is set that low to begin with, I mean, you can only be pleased, right? And it, I, oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I say, I say. Also, I stepped into it at the very beginning, saying, you know, put it on for the whole family. 
and turned to them before we started and said, look, this is going to be a bad movie. <laughs> Just accept this. Not going to lie. Need, not going to lie. This is going to be terrible. <laughs> this is not Memento. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I watched Memento with the kids and they, <laughs> they're still upset. Yeah. They went to bed yeah. crying. When we watched the movie, the initial, in the very beginning scene, my older daughter, Katie, she pointed out that the the gloves that The Rock put on to melt this, the uh, chain link fence were pretty obvious and it would have been using wire cutters, would have been a lot less bright. Oh, yeah, but those gloves were awesome. They yeah. were awesome. And then Sophie, my younger one, when they once got in there, she's, we're watching and she really quietly, she goes, if they're supposed to be hiding, why are they sitting in a spotlight? <laughs> Like it's true. Good question. I have no answer. <laughs> because they're Hollywood stars. <laughs> because otherwise you wouldn't see them. Because they're GI motherfucking Joe. That's what you should have told her. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I really actually kind of enjoyed this. So did I. Oh no, I'm not saying I didn't like it. I mean, The Rock is just is fun to watch. I mean, he's just a charismatic person. So I really wanted to hate him for a long time. After Same the here. Scorpion King happened, I'm like, dude, The Rock is the worst. I don't want anything to do with The Rock. And then I saw um, Stay Cool, or Be Cool, I'm sorry, the sequel to Good Shorty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was sold from that point on in The Rock. Everything he did, I wanted to watch. And yeah, I that, that, that video he did with playing the guitar. And <laughs> it's so, he's so good in that. But, I mean, that's, I mean, he's got star power. He's, he is, char- he's charisma incarnate. Yeah. Um, and everything you watch him and you can't take your eyes off him because he's the rock. He's a good looking dude and he's funny and handsome and muscular and whatever else. But so I was excited to see that he was being added to this movie. And I came into it the way you guys did, too. Like I said, I, I was kind of let down by the first one. So I didn't have a lot of expectations. So I think it would be kind of hard for them not to <laughs> have made a decent movie based on the first one. What was really interesting is they wanted to tread a middle path between rebooting the series and making a sequel to Rise of Cobra. So they decided to bring back uh, some of the actors, Ray Park again. Um, who was Duke? Was that Channing Tatum? Channing yeah. Tatum, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't, yeah. No spoilers for any of this movie. But uh, they brought... How could they be a spoiler there, if he was in the movie? There, there I, are spoilers concerning his character that I wasn't going to get into. Oh, okay. And, okay. Yeah, the whole thing. But, uh, trying to cut him off at the pass. They, they uh, brought back very briefly uh, Arnold Vosloo, who played Zartan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but they cut some of the other cast. Uh, Scarlet didn't come back; she was replaced by Lady J. Um, the Joes are set back in a very dramatic sort of way, and kind of have to rebuild from the ground up. And like Joel said, it, it's kind of a like, kind of like the cartoon where Cobra's in control. Cobra's in the driving seat. They've uh, got their leader back. Uh, they are running the show, and G.I. Joe is kind of on the run, kind of fugitives. And I think that they did a really good job of not alienating the two people who actually liked uh, Rise of Cobra, but also kind of rebooting the series so they could take it in a new and, in my opinion, better direction. Agreed. And I re-agree. Uh, Why were they shooting at a cupcake? Because they hate cupcakes. Yeah. Screw <laughs> cupcakes, dude. You know how many carbs are in a cupcake? Yeah, so you know how many cars they have to put in a cupcake? Carb- the cupcake killed uh, Scarlet. Well, <laughs> fuck cupcakes. You know what I was really happy with was, well, I agree with everything Josh said, but um, was the fact that they brought in, again, some, some of the other more popular characters, and they redid a couple of the other ones to make them more 
I don't know, like Storm Shadow and 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 Snake Eyes. Um, but the addition of Firefly and Ray Stevenson playing him, I love Ray Stevenson anyway. But yeah. he he yeah. played it to the point where I was like, dude, that's what I that's what I imagined. Firefly was kind of a tough guy, but maybe not quite so into explosives. But still, it was badass. And I think they did. I think maybe it was part because our expectations were so low, and part that they did a good job kind of reimagining this this the series. And then of course you throw Bruce Willis in the mix. I mean, it, it it just made it fun, you know. His character wasn't like the whole scene in the kitchen, right? Oh yeah. Well, his character being kind of stapled on as someone who wasn't originally in GI Joe, that was because he wasn't supposed to be in this movie. Originally, his character was supposed to be Sergeant Slaughter, as played by Sergeant Slaughter. There's a problem though. The uh, Mattel has exclusive rights to Sergeant Slaughter from his appearance in the WWE. And try as they might, they could not get uh, the whole Mattel Hasbro thing worked out so Sergeant Slaughter could appear as himself in this film. So they had to go a different direction. See, that is so... Why would you not want that? Uh, I mean, uh, Mattel is direct competition for Hasbro, and this was a Hasbro film. Yeah, I guess. I never liked Sergeant Slaughter, so that bothered me. I had his toy. But, I mean, you know, Bruce Willis took it and ran with it, and... It gave me the opportunity to get a Bruce Willis action figure finally, but I never did get one because I could never find him anywhere. But I tried. I, I will say I did have one complaint. I wasn't in it? No, there was one performance that fell exceptionally flat. Oh, wait, let's guess. Let's guess. Uh, the healing woman who fought Jinx with a stick. Nope, she was fine. <laughs> Don't say Storm Shadow. I'm going to get mad. Nope. Okay, because Bin Hyung Lee is amazing. Probably they Lady J. Nope. Oh, I thought she was kind of shitty. They need to keep RZA away from movies. Oh, oh no, yeah. not RZA. RZA. It's the RZA and the RZA. He was so bad. He was jarringly bad. He took me out of every scene he was in. Mm-hmm. His lines were written bad. They were just like exposition dump, and he managed to deliver them even more wooden and generic than they were written. Yes. Like, nobody talks like he was talking like that character was talking. <laughs> and I mean, Blind Master is an interesting character, at least until Riza got a hold of him. Yeah, and that was just bad. I meant to mention that too. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I completely agree. Oh, I mean, just horrible. So then I I would recommend you don't watch uh, The Man with the Golden Fist then. No, I, I no. <laughs> I, I had it. no plans to do that. It's in fun. The first yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Wu-Tang Clan, and I am a defender of rappers moving over to the cinematic world. I'll defend, like, Ice-T, Ice Cube. Eminem. Ice sure. Water. Uh, but in, but uh, that said, uh, not not a fan of anything RZA has done. So Did you not see Ghost Dog? I, uh, I liked Ghost Dog. I don't remember him in it. He was in it. I'll have to watch that again. He was another. He was he was basically like uh, Forrest Whitaker's character. They like had a brief meeting and they were on separate paths, but they were kind of the same type of person. He also just little side note had the worst track of both Kill Bill soundtracks in the Ballad of Orochi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> One of the, the worst rap songs I've ever heard in my life. Actually, listen to Jazz. You know the Jizza was always better than the Rizza, but I like the Rizza. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. So yeah. Where are we? Okay, what about the fight on the mountainside? I want somebody else's opinion besides mine. The whole fight with trying... Re-friggin-diculous. 
but awesome at the same time. Yeah, it was like a Michael Bay over the top awesomeness, crazy I mean, coolness. Yes. You gotta and, and know <laughs> you've got ropes that are attaching you to the mountain, and everyone's got swords. Yeah, <laughs> that's a bad combination. <laughs> it should not have been as long as it was. It should have been at most twenty seconds. Everyone's like, "I attack you with swords," <laughs> and they're just running back and forth, and they're basically just French braiding all their ropes together up at the top. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's my thoughts on that, though. As I was watching it, I was like, holy crap, this is incredibly unbelievable and ridiculous and over the top and just silly. I kept thinking, man, I would have done this when I was a kid with my toys. Sure. Like, that yeah. would have been a battle oh, yeah. sequence as a kid. Use a bunch of dental floss and just hang them from things and just smash them together. <laughs> because the people that, the, the kids that played with these action figures then are now making movies. True. And it, it, they make G.I. Joe, and they're like, wouldn't it be awesome if we get rid of that shitty cartoon and had a mountainside on ropes ninja fight? <laughs> yeah, how that can, would be awesome, man. How can man. We ramp up the cool factor? It's exactly it. It's, it's, that's the situation, is that there's the... Uh, it, it's that scene was our kid, our kiddom reliving itself, just like Bruce Willis swinging up in the back of the uh, whatever car that was. Did you say kiddom? Kiddom. That is another word I am claiming dum, to dum, think dum. too. Kiddom. Kiddom. Yeah, is there you know, a Bruce dash Willis in that? swinging? There is, <laughs> but Bruce Willis swinging by in the back of the car, shooting up the front gate on that, and then just dropping a one-liner. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I mean, it it is, if you step into this, I don't want to say if you step into the movie with the bar low, you're going to be pleased. But if you step into the movie expecting to remember the way you played with your G.I. Joe guys when you were a kid, you will be pleased. Yeah. Does that does that make sense? Yeah. And Bruce Willis. And Bruce Willis. And, you know, my two favorites that I always used to love to fight with were, you know, Storm Shadow and... Uh and Snake Eyes, and when those two faced off in the hallway, I was just, you know, my inner kid was just like, oh. I, I see you just, it, that awe, uh, that oh, especially when he started shooting the shuriken yeah. out of the air. <laughs> yeah, it was badass. Yep. It was a good, fun popcorn movie, and like I said, it was like every fantasy diorama that you set up as a kid and then knocked down, but in real life. Yep. Mm-hmm. While the movie was not good, it was fun. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't bad. No, it really wasn't. I mean, compared to some of the other crap that we've watched. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's no Santa Claus the movie. <laughs> you shut your mouth. It's no Return sir. to Us. Oh, I liked Return to Us. Shut up. Oh, shut I know up. I'm the only one. Flying, talking couch, whatever. You're on your own. Yeah, I know. But they're wheelers. <laughs> They are wheelers all over the ground. <laughs> Is that it for G.I. Joe? Do we have any more? I think we're good. Uh, I'm going to say it again. Stay away from G.I. Joe Resolute. Stick to sense. Renegades, and if you were uh, disgusted by Rise of Cobra, give Retaliation a shot. And avoid some of the toys that have come out, because there's some pretty crappy ones. But keep all the old toys from your childhood. And don't yeah. click on any links that Mike posts anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> So what are we talking about next week, guys? Something educational. Wait, for what? Once. Yes. Yeah. Where in the All world is Garvin San Diego? And other various tools of education and learning that ch- children use as they grow. Like dying of dysentery. Adults. Yes. Oregon Trail. Maybe some Donkey Kong Junior math. <laughs> oh, man. 
Yeah. Holy cow. We're going to be dropping the knowledge with the educational software show, looking at uh, what kids use to learn their math and their spelling and their dying of dysentery then and now. Mm-hmm. Now, also remember that we've, we're actually, between the four of us, stretching over a decade. So Patrick and I pretty much had to load up all our stuff on TRS-80s on cassette tape. Yep. Yeah, and uh, Josh and Joel probably had fancy-ass floppy disks. No, I was the poor kid. <laughs> I was looking for Carmen San Diego behind sticks and rocks. <laughs> He's like, I don't know where she is. Josh is in the backyard again. Joel probably had a laptop when he was five. I've had a laptop yeah. my whole life. How do you think I like put things on my lap when I'm sitting down? So if you'd like to call us, <laughs> 708 Did now wrap. that joke? <laughs> yes. Tell Joel how not funny that joke was. Call 708-669-9727. You want to find our new shows or look back through our archives, you can always find our shows on iTunes, Blueberry, TalkShoe, Stitcher, and other fine podcasting directories. And if you'd like to keep in touch with us over the week and maybe give us some suggestions on uh, things that we can talk about for the next show or comments on old shows, you can find us on Facebook. Just look up 40 going on 14. Or you can find us on Twitter at 40go14.com. Feel free to share racist jokes with Joel. I'm not racist. I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> yeah, you have a black friend. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. He good does. Night. Yeah, good night, folks. This is Mike saying good night. Uh, Patrick, good night. And all that stuff. I'm Joel. I'm Josh. Bye. <laughs> Josh, Josh isn't nearly as fun at the at the end of the night. Yeah, I'm tapped out. <laughs> he, he's poignant. Now. He did a wrestling show. Pensive. Ooh. I can agree with that. Morose. I don't know, man. Maybe what if knowing isn't half the battle? Well, why don't I want to see it, Pat? You know my track record. Track record. Well, all right, there all right, you go. Go ahead. I didn't say I wanted to see it. <laughs> then don't click the link. Oh, will I be safe if I don't click the link? Yes. Um. It's not a pretty site. Um, why did I click the link? <laughs> um.